Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And today, we got a Q&A. We got a new Q&A today, guys. We got a lot of good questions from the podcast form. We have some that are coming from uh, Instagram, but we will be doing three good questions today. Keep it about 30, 40 minutes. So. And we got new mics. So bear with us. Yeah. We're getting used to things floating in our faces. This is <laughs> this is a weird it's, so, it's interesting hearing you talk yeah, as a it conversation. Is very weird. I feel like it should be like literally in my ears. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's better or worse. I think it's worse. I also am like, I don't know what to do with my body. I can't move. <laughs> I know, and I love it because then you don't go out of frame. Oh yeah. You Easier have to be next you. to the mic. Yeah. I'm a very dynamic speaker. Yeah, sometimes so sometimes you're move. like this and you're like, yeah. All right, see ya. Yeah. That was a good Instagram clip. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> We'll get used to it. We might have to get some, we'll probably get some cool headphones. We'll see. I'm just very particular. I'm like, I don't want us not having matching headphones. That's it. Yeah. Got to have matching yeah, headphones. Yeah, we'll find some good ones. Especially in the new studio and everything. Yeah. Um, you know what I was also thinking too? I was like, I'm, I think it might be time for a new intro. Mm. I've been thinking that. I like the intro. Um, I think it, I, I love the, the help you create your life by design because that's a whole point of it. But I'm thinking of maybe just tweaking it a little bit i don't know i feel like it should be just like it's a i mean we've had it for probably a year I yeah. think like every year you kind of just got to level it up and i think we're stepping into a new realm of podcasting when we get into the new studio and, and with where the business is going now that tailored life apparel is a thing it's like i wanted to focus more on that like create your life by design i love it's, it yeah it's all avenues of this you know um, i think it might be like cool to make it a little more casual you know like even like Describe what our the podcast is and what the main points are, but also just like every single one's a little bit different, you know, just whatever you're feeling, you know, it's hard though. Yeah. Like hard it's, to think of. I, I mean, you know this better than anybody, obviously, because you film, but dude, intros are like my kryptonite. Yeah. You ask yeah, me yeah, a yeah, question yeah, yeah. or go on a topic. That's why it's been helpful when we make videos of just like taking a point of the video and just making it the intro. Cause it's like, which actually grab for people listening content tip, like it, grabs people's attention faster if you pull an interesting point of the clip or the video or whatever you're filming or just something just um, that initial controversial hook. or anything yeah it creates a hook instead of trying to script it like every time i would fuck up a video it would be in the intro when i'm trying really hard to like do an intro it's just i don't know it's not natural to me totally which makes me not want to change the intro because i got this one down yeah like i don't want to fuck with it um all right before we get into the podcast uh or is this a is Monday this a giveaway podcast. Monday Q and A. Okay, so this is Monday. So you guys know the deal. If you've been listening to this for the last month, because we haven't been doing it for very long, um, actually just brought a podcast listener's shirt to the post office yesterday. So I am literally hand delivering the shirt for you. So if you want to win a free tailored shirt, here's what you need to do. First and foremost, leave us a five star rating and review on Spotify and iTunes. If you've already done one, just do the other. It's extremely simple. It takes no time at all. So just go over there. Do that real quick, then take a screenshot of this podcast and post it on your Instagram story and tag myself at Cody McBroom and tag one person or more that you think needs to listen to the show. So tag a friend, tag a coworker, tag your trainer, your nutrition, whatever it is, tag somebody that should be listening to this podcast uh, because we want to spread the word. So uh, we want to reward you for helping us spread the word by sending you a free shirt um, and a little handwritten note from yours truly. Uh, and just to spice this one up even more so, this giveaway is going to be a Tailored Life Apparel shirt. 
So, or a crew neck, we'll see what you get. Um, it depends on who you are, but I will hit you up via DM. So you will be getting one of the, uh, the limited. We still kept, um, if you guys have noticed, the Tail Life Apparel uh, site is actually shut down. So it'll sh say like coming soon, uh, quarter two drop. Um, but we kept a certain amount of stock that we're sending to people. I actually got to bring some to some like, uh, I don't know if I would call them influencers because I think influencers is like a cheesy thing to call somebody, but they're people of influence that we're like giving some free stuff to. Um, so we kept a certain amount of stock before shutting it down. We only wanted to sell a certain amount before shutting it down so we could keep some to be able to, to personally deliver to people. So you'll be able to get one of those if you enter this and I choose you. So just remember, five-star rating review, Spotify and iTunes, tag us in your story with a screenshot of this show at Cody McBroom and uh, at whoever <laughs> you want to listen to this show. Uh, even better, drop a link in there. I didn't even think about that. If you guys really want to get chosen, uh, sweeten the pot up a little bit, put a link to the show so they can click it. Amen. Um, and also, for whatever reason, you can't screenshot the video. So maybe take a different, if you're listening on Spotify at least, I don't know why they do that. Yeah. And it's actually weird that like you can take a screenshot and then when you go to look at your screenshot in your library, it's black. It's black. Yeah. Very weird. Um, so if you try to take a screenshot into black, actually be really easy to write in that black space, I guess. But uh, nonetheless, enter the contest if you want to win. Um, quick little, uh, I guess it would be an ad before we get in the show. Uh, I do want to mention our coaching. Uh, we have been busy with new members. If you guys have seen my stories, I've been dropping off a lot of free uh, members gifts. I mean, it's not really free it's not for coaching, let's be real, but we send them a care package at the beginning of their uh, membership with us. And I've been dropping off a shit ton every single week, which I always love. Um, but it is still the beginning of the year. New Year's resolutions aside, now is the time to act on your goals because summer will be here before you know it. So if you need help with your training or nutrition and you want a truly tailored approach, and when I say that, I mean like we are real, literally some of the only people who actually tailor the entire process to you. And I stand by that confidently because I know so many people in the industry and I know so many other companies and I've had so many people come to us after working with other people. If you want the best, head over to tailoredcoachingmethod.com and click the big yellow button or learn more about what is involved in coaching by clicking the link in the description of this podcast. Sign up for coaching and chat with us ASAP. Um, I do want to share a quick story about the post office now that I said that though. Um, and a quick life tip. <laughs> do your fucking job and, and like it no matter what. Be enthusiastic about it. I don't give a shit if you are doing your non-ideal job the worst job that like no matter where you're at in your life there's going to be points and times where you don't like your job or you don't like the things you have to do for the job that you like right we all go through that i i love my career but there's times where i gotta do shit i don't want to do yeah do it with poise do it with enthusiasm do it with a positive attitude no matter what because people are watching and the more negativity you have, the worse that shit feels. Like you're just, ne it's never gonna be enjoyable if you constantly do it negatively. And, I, and I'm, I'm saying this because I thought about this yesterday when I went to the post office and I came in same way as I do every single Monday with a box full of packages, right? And uh, I see the same two ladies every yeah. single time. And I walk in and she goes, oh God. And I was <laughs> like, okay. Good? Like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Like, thanks for making me feel welcome. And she goes, uh, it's like Christmas all over again, as I'm assuming a bunch of people uh, ship packages, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah? And she's like, uh, yeah, it's been one of those days with just all these packages. And I'm sitting there thinking like, you are the post office. Yes. <laughs> that is all you do. Yeah. Like, what are you complaining about right now? You're complaining about doing your job. And now I feel guilty for coming 
to do something really positive. And so, and then she's like, yeah, well, guy, a guy just a little bit ago had 24 packages. And I looked at her, I was like, wow, well, lucky for you, I only got 12. And she just kind of like gave me that look. And I was like, same thing I do every single Monday here. Yeah. Sorry. And she just kind of, then she was kind of like, oh, shit. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm like, this is a public place. Like, come on, don't like, it's not like, if I would have shown up at 459 because they close at five. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Even then, don't treat me like a, you know what, but like, you, oh, God damn it. Like, yeah. I get it. But it was like 430. I mean, you had more than enough time. I wasn't asking for a receipt, so she didn't have to like wait and do it the slow way. She can just put them in the bin. It's literally like, there's nothing to do here. Yeah. But it just made me think, I'm like, man, there's a lot of people who I think they won't get ahead in life. They won't move past that role to the next role. They won't move on from being the checker to the manager or whatever it is. Because of their attitude, because their attitude is what affects and impacts other people's attitude and energy and the environment around you changes based on that. And if you want to go anywhere in life, you got to be like, just willing to do the work in a positive manner. Like willing is the key there. Not just you do the work, you are willing to do the work. You know what I mean? Because in life in general, and that goes for anything, like even if it's like, stuff at home that you don't want to do but like i know for me i think about this one like i gotta do shit that i don't want to do but i know i gotta do it because it's my chore or i'm just trying to make shannon happy if i do it moaning and groaning and shit she's not gonna appreciate it yeah she's actually gonna be more mad that i did it in the first place but if i do it with a smile or you know make fun of it she's gonna be happy yeah it's like yeah have a good attitude people yeah that's it that i mean yeah I'll let it go. Yeah. I mean, I've experienced that also, but it's unfortunate, man. I've experienced that at that post office, but oh, really? yeah, just doesn't seem like they're very happy, but it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I g- still, you're still the post office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to do what you got to do. And like, yeah. that's, that's the, like the whole uh, Walmart greeter thing. Yeah. Like those motherfuckers are super happy yeah. all the time. You think they have like a high paying salary job? No, no. but yeah. they are pumped to be there and do it. And most people, I actually went to, I had to go to the bank and then I stopped by Walmart uh, here in Bonnie Lake because it's close to the bank just to get rock stars. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to pop in real quick. Of course, that's what I'm getting. And like, I, uh, the greeter greeted me super nicely and I was like pumped about it. And then like, as I was leaving, she did again. And I, I watched everybody in front of me on the way in and on the way out. And I literally watched every, each and every person just ignore her or not say shit or, like just kind of nod or any, like nobody really greeted her back. Granted, she was still pumped to do her job, which I was grateful for. I think that's super important, but I like took the mo like two seconds to say, thank you. I hope you're having a great day too. Yeah. You know? And then when I was on my way out, she forgot who I was by then because <laughs> she had greeted probably a hundred more people. And so I did it again. Yeah. And it like, you can see it makes their day. Cause they're like, Oh, Thanks. One out of 50 people finally said something. Yeah. It's like, it, it's so easy to just treat people nicely yeah. or like smile at people when like you're walking by instead of just looking like a cold asshole while you're walking around, me mugging, just look, smile, keep your body. Say yeah. hi. You feel better too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, rant over, but. Wild. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get into the questions for today. We are going to start off the first one coming from Rory. Uh, it says, when starting to work out for body re- recomposition, saying, say losing 10 pounds of fat and gaining 10 pounds of muscle, would you suggest they cut first and then a bulk, as in lose fat before putting on muscle or bulk, then cut? 
I am sure it depends on where the person is starting from, uh, if they're overweight versus normal weight, and et cetera. Can you please elaborate on your answer? Yeah, it definitely depends on where you're starting at more than anything. I mean, shit, let's say. Um, I mean, here's the thing, too, is, like, that's not technically a recomp. And, okay, so, and they're not asking about what to do with training. They're just asking, do I cut or bolt first, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, because, like, when you're when you're trying to recomp, typically when people say that, it's like, I am, like, I'm doing it simultaneously. I'm trying to lose fat and build muscle right now. I'm trying to lose 10 pounds of fat while building 10 pounds of muscle, meaning I weigh 170 pounds now, and I'm going to weigh 170 pounds at the end, but I'm just exchanging fat for muscle, um, which is very unlikely to happen for most people especially to that degree without any drugs. But like the, the reality, if we look at it the way this person, Rory is talking about every single person wants to recomp, like every person's after recomp. So like, can you really call it a recomp? Because every person is going to be going through a cut in a bulk at some point, or they're a newbie. So they end up building some muscle while they lose fat and their whole goal is fat loss. But like, otherwise it's like, well, I, I feel like recomp is just everybody's goal. So Recomp has nothing to do with it. It's more just like, should I cut or bulk first? And it just that just depends on where you're starting at. I mean, at the end of the day, if if you are at a place, so the way I look at it is two two things. Number one, what goal is more important to you? Start with that because the most important goal probably is the goal that's needed most. Number two, if you're unsure, you can be if you can be brutally honest with yourself, do so. If not, get a second opinion from somebody who will be. What do you need to do more? So with both of those, what I mean is like, if I'm in a position where I really want to build some muscle, but I can't see my abs. I'm, I'm, I still clearly have fat. And that fat, the insecurity of the fat on my body is greater than the insecurity of lack of muscle that I have. Then I'm going to start with fat loss because lack of muscle really isn't that big of an issue to me, whether it is because I actually have a good amount of muscle and I know it's just under fat or I just don't give a shit about the fat or the muscle, I mean. So I'm going to start with what I care about most. But on the other side, it's probably related to the fact that you need to lose fat first anyway. So... This And this is where it gets hard, too. It used to be said that we would want to cut first because when you cut first, you get leaner. When you get leaner, um, certain things improve. Insulin sensitivity being one, meaning your your calorie absorption um, and your carbohydrate utilization specifically improves because when you're more insulin sensitive, you can digest and absorb carbohydrates into the muscle cell better, which means that you're going to basically get more out of the calories you're eating. If you're leaner, you eat calories and you get more likely to build muscle with those calories and gain fat. However, that's been kind of debunked. Um, and it's just like, that's like the whole P ratio debate was like really big where like your P ratio is going to be greater if you're leaner, but it just isn't really that much of a case unless you're obese. So the only way this is true is if you have a lot of fat to lose. And if you have a lot of fat to lose, you're not asking me this question. You're asking me, how do I train and diet to lose fat? That's it. You know, you're not even thinking about the bulk because you know, it's clear that you just have to lose fat. So Technically, it doesn't matter because the insulin sensitivity thing, P ratio thing, it is, even if you have a good amount of fat to lose, you are going to be, so there's two sides of this. One, you're going to be more insulin sensitive and be able to utilize carbohydrates and calories really well as long as you are strength training because that improves insulin sensitivity and uh, you're in a calorie deficit, right? And as you get leaner, it will improve more, but it's not going to like linearly help yeah. what's happening. However, people perceive it to help because as you get leaner, you see more muscle tissue. So as you see more muscle tissue, you think things are working better. They're not. You're just getting leaner. Um, there's that side of it. The other side of it is that um, as we get leaner, 
you are more insulin sensitive, but so are your fat cells. So like your muscle is absolutely more insulin sensitive, meaning you eat carbohydrates, your carbohydrates absorb into the muscle tissue better. You're going to fill glycogen easier, which would theoretically lead to more muscle growth. However, your fat cells are more insulin sensitive the leaner you get to. That's why when somebody gets done with a, a bodybuilding competition and they try to go into a gaining phase right afterwards, they do gain a lot of muscle quickly, um, but they're also gaining fat really easily too. So like you will store fat just as much as you will store muscle totally. and glycogen in your muscle tissue. So um, it, it's just, again, it's just not really something that we can bank on. Um, however, I believe that there's still reason to cut before you bulk in most cases if you need to cut. So if somebody comes to me and they're skinny fat, totally different scenario. They're skinny fat, meaning they, they are not overweight by any category or measurement. However, they have body fats loose. So they look at themselves in the mirror and you can see it and they have like a little bit of flab here, but they're, you put a shirt on and nobody would ever say they're overweight. You know, it's clear. Well, in that case, like, I don't think that they should cut first because they're probably literally going to recomp if they eat enough calories and they just train really hard. So something's probably not working right to allow them to build muscle. And even if they didn't lose a single ounce of fat and they just put on a good amount of muscle, it would look like they got leaner because of the way their body changes. Um, So... There's that, but I still, if somebody does have that to lose, what I was getting to is like, I still do like to have them go through a cut before bulk because number one, if you get leaner first, it's easier to measure and track the progress you're making in a gaining phase versus the opposite. So if you are like, I, I could probably lose 20 pounds of fat, but I really want to build muscle. You're going to be able to build muscle just as easy with that 20 pounds of fat. Honestly, potentially even easier because you have better levers. This is why power levers typically gain weight because when you have a little more fat in your body, you actually are stronger. You have better levers. You have more cushion in your joints. So you might be able to push more volume and actually build more muscle. However, you can't see that muscle because it's covered in fat. So it's hard to measure how much of your weight gain is actually muscle. And it's less motivating because when you look in the mirror, it doesn't look like you're getting more jacked. Yeah. You just look like you're getting more puffy, I guess, or just bigger. Whereas if you cut first, it's easier to measure the progress of muscle growth through measurements, through pictures, because you can see it more through your weight because it, it won't be, it'll be gaining from a point at your leanest versus gaining at a point where you know you still had a lot of weight to lose. So I would, and it's way more motivating. When you're lean and you start gaining muscle, you can see the muscle every single week as you look in the mirror. And when you can see it that regularly, you know you're doing something right and it feels good and you're more motivated to push hard in the gym, which in hindsight is going to lead to harder training, more volume, better results. So for more like, Reasons that I have found just from coaching so many people, I would say cut before you bulk. Um, it just works better. However, if you are one of those people that is skinny fat or really doesn't have much fat to lose, you just have always been dieting and you've always been trying to get leaner and leaner. And because you're always trying to get leaner, you never get bigger. I don't think you should cut first. Totally. You need to give it a break and go through a muscle growth phase. Yeah. Good, good. All right. Let's uh, move on here. We... Go to the next one is from Aurora. It says, what are your thoughts on weight lifting training every day to put on muscle? I understand it would depend on what the intensity and the volume is for every day. And I've heard some say that if you can train every day, you aren't training hard enough. I personally like my schedule to be consistent day to day and I'm hesitant to take full rest days, but also like to go beast mode when I train. Will this hurt my ability to put on muscle? This is from Aurora. Yep. And the last one was Rory. Correct. Oh, that's weird. It's like a, 
Aurora, Aurora. I guess it's not. I was gonna say, is that like the same thing but backwards, or full, like full length or yeah. short? Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. Also, I I I think beast mode is the funniest saying ever. Yeah. Ever. Why? Maybe it's because of um, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. And him, because that was his thing, right? Like beast. Mode. Yes. Okay. Definitely. So if you're from Seattle, maybe it's. Maybe it's it's cheesier and maybe funny they're to from me. Seattle. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. But I'm saying maybe people didn't say it as much. Beast mode in other places because they didn't have Marshawn Lynch everywhere yep. and on every billboard, yep. and every plumbing truck. <laughs> yeah. um, it's freaking for Beacon. Um, okay, so what do I think about every single day's weight training? So and I, and the effects it might have on building muscle, right? So I have a a few things that I would say. Number one, I think that routine is very, very good. I'm a very, very routine person. I think there's aspects of having a routine set in stone um, on a daily or close to daily basis that is extremely beneficial for success, for habits, for, for everything, for consistency, discipline. Um, however, I do think there's certain things that need to interrupt that routine or else the routine gets monotonous, gets stale, and sooner or later you, you will burn out or you will not know how to achieve a result without that routine. And I think there's weekends for a reason. Yeah. I think that there's a reason, like, there's no, like, it, it's just, you need that pattern interrupt because it almost, like, re-motivates you to keep going and do it again, you know? So um, I would encourage you to throw a little bit of a wrench in your, why is it called wrench in the curve? Is that right? Throw a wrench in the curve? No, I wouldn't say, I would, I don't know. Isn't that the same? I've heard of throw a wrench in it, but okay. I don't know. What are you throwing a wrench in? Dude, don't go down this path. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Just like interrupting. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get it. Yeah, I use it all the time. But I'm just like, is it like a conveyor belt that you're throwing it in? Because I'm thinking of a. I always thought it was wrenching a cur- in the curve. So I'm like, if you throw a wrench in the curve or like in between gears, does it stop the flow? I mean, technically, I guess that's what. No it's better than I do, man. Some of these sayings are so fucking weird. <laughs> It's weird that that drives me crazy. Like, yeah. I, I won't stop thinking about it. And I'm going to have to go Google it when we get done with this. Um, it's like the whole actor thing. Dude, we were watching Seinfeld the other night. Shannon gets so annoyed. But, like, we're watching Seinfeld, and it's the, the episode where George, <laughs> he goes the, uh, to his girlfriend's son's birthday party, and there's, like, a fire in the house. And he, like, tries to, he, so he runs because the house is about to burn down, and he, like, pushes a kid, out, like, on his way out. <laughs> so, like, so he can get out of the Bernie building, everybody survives. And so everybody saw him basically like run past this old lady and push this little kid on his way out. But like, there's a clown at the party and the clown is fully makeup, fully dressed. The instant I saw one word come out of his mouth, I looked at him and I was like, you know who that is? <laughs> and she was like, don't. And I don't know. I didn't know his name. I still don't know his name. Cause he's like a side character in like every Vince Vaughn movie, but he's the guy in uh, he's in a uh, couple's retreat. He's the guy that like, uh, with the masseuse, and he, like, really wants to go mm-hmm. to one. You know what I'm talking about? No. you never seen Couples Retreat? No. Um, oh my God. Have you seen uh, Four Christmases? No. Oh, you don't watch that one either? What's that? Uh, I've heard of Couples Retreat. It's about, like, basically two... Uh, it's a couple who both have divorced parents that are really weird, and they have to go to all these Christmases. Oh. That's really funny and practical for today's life yeah. world, you know? Because everybody's divorced. But yeah. um, anyway, this guy's... He's kind of like one of the... You know, Adam Sandler has those group of guys. It's like yes, all totally. Movies. He's basically Rob like Schneider that for Vince and- Vaughn. He's yeah. always in Vince Vaughn movies. It was him. Nice. Full makeup when he was like 20 years old. Now yeah. he's like 40, 50. <laughs> it's so weird. But anyway, back to your question. Aurora? Yep. Okay. Um, what I would say is 
all that spiel about routine, of course. But then also, I do agree with the notion that if you can train every day, you're not training hard enough. I do believe that 100%. Um, I also think that even if like, if we, if we go like, okay, cause, cause here's a rationale with that, right? Like if you're training every single day, that means you're not training hard enough that your recovery is lingering beyond that session. And therefore you shouldn't be able, like, I agree with that. I a hundred percent think, I think if you're pushing it to your maximum limit, you wouldn't be able to train that frequently and still recover. The other, like you can look at this from an evidence-based perspective and say that is absolutely correct. However, we know based on all the research done with reps and reserve, RIR, and the intensity levels you need to maintain, you don't need to go that far. So therefore, you could actually always leave two to three or four in the tank even and still get optimal goal uh, results as long as your weekly volume is accumulated, which means you probably could train every day and get away with it. However, I don't think anybody can rightfully use the RIR scale without going to failure. And honestly, going to failure every once in a while, because as you, if you go to failure, you really learn how to use the RIR scale, and then you start using it to keep a few in the tank, you're going to have to revisit that after a couple months, I would imagine. Because if you're always leaving a few in the tank, and you're starting to progress, I mean, I don't know, it's like, to me, it's like riding a bike. You always know how to use it, but you got to get on the bike every once in a while, or you're going to fall on your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to do it every so often. So, I think you could get away with it if you really were really dialed in with RIR and staying a few reps in the tank away from failure. Um, however, I also think it depends on what your goals are. And this is where I honestly actually don't think you could get away with it now that I think about it because technically it's better to train at an RIR of like two or three, so two to three reps in reserve for strength because you don't want to go to absolute failure with strength because if you do, you're probably going to get injured and you're expressing max performance versus practicing max performance. So if you stay in the, let's say, 80% to 90% uh, of your one rep max, that's probably leaving a couple in the tank because you're not doing a one rep max. Um, you're going to gain more strength doing that on a regular basis and practicing the skill of the movement at that intensity versus doing a one rep max. One rep max is, is an expression of your maximal strength. It takes a lot of, to recover from, and you don't really get that much out of it at, except yep, I've been getting stronger. Now I'm going to go back to the practice reps for a while. But the problem with that is, is once you get strong, like, so you, you, on paper, you could say, well, yeah, then you could do that every day, right? Because you're leaving a few in the tank. But in practical terms, as you get stronger, those loads get heavier and your joints get beat up more from the heavier loads. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you would still need that time to recover. And then on the hypertrophy front, there's plenty of research to support that you probably need to get closer, if not all the way to failure in order to maximize hypertrophy. And you're going to want to get closer, but not all the way to failure on compound lifts because the risk to reward just ratio isn't good, right? There's more risk than there is reward. And it's more neurologically fatiguing, which means it's going to take way longer to recover from versus an isolation exercise like bicep curls, tricep, pushdowns, uh, lateral raises, stuff like that. That's going to be less neurologically fatiguing, less globally fatiguing because it's not as much in your joint either. But you can take that to failure and really tax your muscle maximally and uh, get the best results. But again, as you do more volume of that, it takes more days to recover. So I don't know. I don't think you can get away with it, to be honest with you. I personally think that it's you're better off going really hard um, and at least taking a day. I, I never programmed seven days a week for a client in my entire life, and I've been doing this for over a decade. Um, I have programmed six days plenty of times and I have programmed 
five or six days and one or two uh, active recovery days. So they would have seven days of activity, but their active recovery is stretch and take your dog for a walk. I, I'm not trying to optimize results there. I'm trying to actually like improve recovery because sometimes if you just completely rest and you're just sitting and stiff, it doesn't help. But if you go move at a very low intensity pace, you're getting blood flow into the limbs and that's going to speed up recovery for your extremities. Um, and generally just joint movements good for you, you know? So, um, yeah, my opinion is that I, I don't think you're going to get optimal yeah. progress. I think you need, if for no other reason outside of just educating yourself on how hard you can push and how close to failure or what going to failure or getting close to failure feels like, I just think you're not going to accomplish the right amount of intensity or volume without pushing it harder when you go to the gym and you're not going to be able to recover from that if you're doing it seven days a week. Totally. Cool. All right, let's move on to the last question. We have one coming from Leanna. It says, how to deal with social media influence on on clients? So I'm a new trainer and struggling with combating all the beliefs social media instills in my clients. I find that even when I spend time talking with them and unpacking what they currently believe while s- simplifying and explaining the science that they still fall back into those beliefs and old habits that are detrimental to their progress. Do you have any tips on how to approach this and possibly help them out? Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a few, honestly, there's a few easy ones that I can think of. Um, first and foremost, they fall, they, they work with you for a reason. So if they work with you for a reason, it means that subconsciously they know that the evidence-based approach, the sustainable approach, the more realistic, logical approach is the right approach. They just get sidetracked by the glitz and glamour of social media. The other thing, so that just gives you some confidence of like, they do believe what you're saying, you just gotta remind them. And it's the same thing people ask, like how do I get my client to trust me on reverse and not have to like talk them off a ledge every single week? You don't, it's an insecurity. So you're gonna repeat it every single fucking week until they're at their final destination. And that's just part of your job, do it. With a fucking smile, not like the post lady. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other thing I would do, uh, one other thing I would do is uh, share uh, evidence-based influencers or people on Instagram that have big followings on your story. So like if your clients are following you and then they're following all these influencers, the influencers that they follow are probably these ones that are full of shit. We all know them. But you probably don't follow those people. You probably follow people like me because you're listening to this podcast or Jordan Syed or people who have big followings, bigger than me, that post evidence-based information. Share that. Share Jordan, share mine, share Lane Norton, share Dr. Spencer Nadolsky, people that you know, they're never gonna bullshit you. Some of the stuff is boring, but absolutely evidence-based and they have that huge following that you might not have. When you share that, what you are doing is positioning yourself on the same page as that person, on the same exact level. You see eye to eye with this person. This person has clout, credentials, and a big following to support what you're claiming. And that's all they see. So it actually gives your client more trust in you when you share people who have a bigger following and maybe more clout than you, maybe more experience, more of an audience, but are saying the exact same thing you say. It just gives you more honestly credential or, or, or proof to them or they will respect it more and trust you more. Um, you're just sharing proof on your story of what you believe in essentially that honestly, that's kind of probably going to be one of the biggest things. And then they'll start following those people, which would make them follow the right people. Um, so I would hundred percent do that. Cause I think that helps a lot. I used to do that a lot when I was first starting, I would constantly share blogs, articles, videos, uh, at the time, a lot on Facebook cause it was pre Instagram of companies that were much more, 
uh, had way more pull than I did. They had a way bigger audience. They were way more well-known than I was at the time. Um, some of them still are, but it just positioned me to be on the same page as them. That's the way I saw it. My clients would see me sharing uh, content from people with way more influence that are saying the exact same thing I was, and it just positioned me well and, and created trust from my client to me. Um, so I would definitely do that, and then I would I would honestly learn I would learn how to communicate those things better to the client too. Um, read the book Motivational Interviewing. Uh, any coach listening to this should read that. It's really good. Motivational Interviewing for Fitness and Nutrition Professionals. Um, the original Motivational Interviewing is like a textbook for for school, uh, but they made a Fitness and Nutrition Professional. Uh, version of it. It's just like a normal book. Um, but get that. It'll teach you a lot about how to communicate these things to your clients. And I think the biggest thing there is that essentially what, what you're trying to do is you're just trying to word things differently. So it clicks with them. You're using analogies, you're using stories and you're asking questions so that they lead you to the answer. You're not telling them the answer because nine times out of 10, like I said, subconsciously, they probably know the answer. They're just being duped in the meantime, or maybe they don't understand the answer. And so that's why it's not clicking. But if you guide them down the path until they give the answer, it clicks way more. So uh, for, for an example, like, you know, there's plenty of people, um, I, I was talking to one of our coaches about this recently. Um, a client was struggling with tracking macros and um, didn't want to track macros and her exact words were something along the lines of like, I just want to basically, I want to be able to eat whatever, like, and not worry about it. And it's like, okay, totally understand that. Totally understand the desire for that. And I totally believe that we can get to a point where you can, uh, not track. I wouldn't say eat whatever, but you could definitely get to a point where you don't have to like to be meticulously planning or tracking. What else do you want right now? Results. Okay. Do you think eating whatever you want is going to get you results? Well, no. Okay. Do you think not having any control or structure over your diet is going to give you results? No. Okay. Do you know of any better way than to put an actual metric to your food to create structure and control over your food to get results? No. Okay. Macros is the best one I know of without restricting food groups. Because no matter what, we have to create a deficit, right? Right. Okay. So we can remove complete categories and that'll help you lose weight if you go paleo, carnivore, keto, intermittent fasting is a whole time period, all those things. But all that does is create a calorie deficit. So we could do those and you'll be restrictive of those things, which could potentially backfire because then you might overeat the things that you can eat because you're going off of intuition and signals. And if your body says you're hungry, you're going to eat. However, if your body says you're hungry, you're also probably in a deficit, which is the goal, right? Deficit, yeah. fat loss. Or we could put numbers to this and you could be flexible within it. Yes, we could restrict those if it's easier, but if we have numbers with it as well, you know when you can add in other things as well. So it's nothing's like off limits. And when you break it down like that, it just becomes more simple. Cause it's like, I didn't tell her like, hey, well, that's not how it works. You gotta do this. I said, okay, I, I totally understand. I can relate to that. Do you think you're gonna get the result you want by doing that? No. Okay. What do you think we need? And you just guide them down that path. When you ask them the right questions, it's so much more simple. Or even some of the fad bullshit with training or supplements or anything. If it seems too quick to be true, just ask them, like, have you ever seen anything work that fast? Like, do you think that, even to the point, like, do you think I would be doing it this way if something like that worked? Yeah. I spent my whole career studying what works best. Do you think I would still be doing this if there was a better way? No. Okay. Rome was not built in a year. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that, that was really what it boils down to. 
better communication to your clients, better education clients, a lot of times both those things happen through actually asking them questions and getting them to guide you to the answer that you want them to find. Um, and then also share content from people who have bigger influences than you do, but agree with you on 100% of everything. Because then it just gives more proof to your pudding, so to speak. Totally. So. Boom. Boom. All right, that was the last question for today, guys. Um, we got a couple more uh, sponsors. Yeah, so firstform.com slash tailored coaching method if you want any of your supplement needs handled. That link is in the description as well. Uh, and last but not least, giantlifting.com. Head there, get anything you want for your gym, garage gym, CrossFit gym, anything like that. TCM10 saves you 10% off. We appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you next time.